0: Uh, This evening we're going to pick up in our study entitled Make a Difference, Learning to Follow God Well. We've been looking at three different people all found in the book of 1 Samuel. We've been looking at a woman named Hannah, Uh, we looked at her son named Samuel, and now finally we're looking at what is um, not arguably at all, which is the least great example of someone following God well, and that's uh, a king named Saul. Uh, Actually, I find Saul's story the most helpful, and I was... um, very eager to get to Saul because so much of of his story is is trying to follow God well so while while stumbling and, and bumbling while making some mistakes and 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 yet somebody who's continuing to try and keep getting back up and and following God well when we looked at a young Samuel for instance we talked about how if you want to make a difference if you want to make a difference, you need to learn, as you, as you learn to follow God well, you need to learn, first of all, how to hear. How to hear from God. How to hear what God wants you to do. And then, once you hear from God and what He wants you to do, with courage and full obedience, going for it. And, and Samuel modeled that. In fact, we saw a young Samuel in, in 1 Samuel chapter 3, hearing from God, hearing God call out to him. And then he... Um, And then he, uh, did, he, sorry. My watch was going crazy there for a second as if an alarm was going off. I got distracted. Where were we? Bible, Jesus, Samuel. Okay, so uh, Samuel there, so Samuel, he, he hears from God, and then he, he's afraid, if you remember right in that story. He's afraid, and then he and he's he gets a bad word or, or a discouraging word, uh, and, and Eli wants him to tell it to him, and so he has a choice, and he's, he's afraid, but he gives it anyways, and he, with cur- courage and boldness, he goes and he tells Eli that word. Now, Now that sets Samuel up. And for the rest of his life, the word of God kept coming to Samuel. And for the rest of his life, he courageously and clearly and boldly uh, continues to proclaim God's word. So we talked about how first you need to hear from God in order to follow God's well, uh, God, God well. If you if you've missed that or if you haven't really um, figured that out, if you're feeling stuck at that point, I suggest going back onto YouTube and and, and looking at that. Also, you can uh, consider joining the the prayer um, the prayer study that's going on for several weeks led by jill which which you saw that announcement if you want more information about that you can go to the welcome table afterwards but um so that's that was kind of our part one for this story now we come to uh to this king named saul and and saul is a little bit different story so he 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 hears from god but then all of a sudden the day comes where there's silence and, and he just doesn't hear from God. And, and I, I feel like that's part of my story. Maybe that's part of some of your stories where you're following God and you're hearing from God. And then all of a sudden, heaven just seems silent. And, and, and especially at a moment where you really want to hear from heaven. And, and Saul is desperate at this moment. I need, a, I need answers, I need answers now. And yet heaven is, is totally silent. So today's a bit of a part two. And we're gonna talk about making a difference Learning to follow God well as imperfect people who need to become proficient at working with Jesus to remove any blocks from hearing clearly and consistently from God. I'm just gonna say it one more time. Uh, we, learning to follow God well as imperfect people who need to become proficient at working with Jesus to remove any blocks from hearing clearly and consistently from God. I don't know if you've ever had one of those seasons where you're just like, God, right now, I need to hear from you. I need to hear from you about what's going on in, in, in my life. I need, I, need, I need some answers to these questions. I, If you've been in one of those seasons, you're like, oh, they're so frustrating. They're so frustrating. Well, Saul has one of these, and, and we're going to pick up our story on the same day that we left off uh, last week. Uh, we were looking at... 1 Samuel chapter 13, and we were looking at how um, basically there was a war, go, a battle going on, and, and I ha- gave you some pictures. So you can see on the screen, uh, Mi'kmash. oh man, it's so much easier in the evening service. Great, welcome to the evening service, you get to see, you get to see the, the screen more clearly. So Mi'kmash is on the north side, and it is way up on top. And what needs to happen is Saul's army needs to go down this ravine and then go up the hill to Michmash. Now, up on top of the hill are the Philistines, and the Philistines have 3,000 chariots, 6,000 horsemen, and heaps and heaps of soldiers. Saul has 3,000 troops total, and so th- that's, that's their route. It, it it's not likely we also showed the dilemma uh, on the map here Mi'kmash is on the is the circle bit on the right and 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 at micmash the Philistines have come from that side of the map, and they've invaded all the way through the nation, all the way through the hill country, as you can see in the, in the yellow bit, and then from there it slopes down to the Jordan River. But they've invaded the strength of the land, and they've cut all the way through. And so it's, a, it's an entirely desperate, dark situation. Saul's freaking out. His army is, is, is uh, disappearing from him, and they're fleeing. And in his stress, he makes a mistake, and he sins, and we talked about that last week. Well, later that day, the same day, whoa, uh, uh, his son Jonathan, (laughs) welcome to the evening service. Uh, His son Jonathan uh, talks to his armor bearer, and he's like, okay, we're going to go down there, down that ravine. We're going to go down that ravine. We're going to get to the pass, and we're going to call up to them, and we're going to basically say... Um, something And then if they invite us to come up, then we know that that's God and we're gonna climb up there and we're gonna, we're gonna kick on them. And so that's what happens. And they go down this ravine and, and it describes in the Bible them having to crawl on their hands and knees. And you can picture that, right? You can picture that. It's, it's quite a, a, a climb there. So they scamper up this hill to the Philistines. They get to the top, Saul and his armor bearer, and they just start hacking away. 20 die in the first swoop. And, and the whole Philistine army starts to be routed. And they just start fleeing from two guys. Now we're talking 3,000 chariots, 6,000 horsemen, and a whole army worth of people, two, two, two amazing people. And again, in this moment, I mean, God is just with Jonathan. It's an extraordinary moment. Well, Saul and his troops, they see this route starting, and they, and they basically they join in. And whilst they're going for it, and while they're driving the Philistines away, Saul utters a, a curse, you know, kind of a death curse. And basically, if anybody eats... Uh, they were forbidden to eat anything, and so he, he lays down this curse and so that they fight all day, and they, and they get all the way the army pushes them all the way to Ajalon, which is in the red box there. And, and the, the joy of that is, you can see they 've shoved them all the way out of the hill country, this amazing, amazing victory, miles and miles they 've shoved them out now to the coastal plain, back towards the direction where the Philistines are. A, 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 an amazing victory. And and so we, 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 we pick, kind of pick up there, uh, and, and the troops have, have gotten there. They're, they're exhausted. It's the end of the day. Saul now allows them to eat. They jump on the spoils, and, and they kind of sin there. There's there's some unkosher food that they eat, and, and Saul gets it corrected. But they've eaten now, and it's evening, and this is where we pick up in 1 Samuel chapter 14, starting in verse 36. We read this. Um, Saul said let's go down at the philistines tonight and plunder them until morning don't let even one remain do whatever you want the troops replied and again the way that it reads to me is like do whatever dude uh we're we're eating no it's it's like we're with you do whatever you want the troops replied but the priest said we must consult god here So Saul inquired of God, "'Should I go after the Philistines? "'Will you hand them over to Israel?' But God did not answer him that day. But God did not answer him that day. Saul said, "'All you leaders of the troops, come here. "'Let's investigate how this sin has occurred today. "'As surely as the Lord lives who saves Israel, "'even if it's because of my son Jonathan, "'he must die.'" Not one of the troops answered him. So he said to all Israel, You will be on one side, and I and my son Jonathan will be on the other side. And the troops replied, Do whatever you want. (laughs) We're with you. So Saul said to the Lord, "God, God of Israel, give us the right decision. Jonathan and Saul were selected, and the troops were cleared of the charge. Then Saul said, Cast the lot between me and my son Jonathan. And Jonathan was selected. Saul commanded them, commanded him, Tell me what you did. Jonathan told him, I tasted a little honey with the end of the staff I was carrying, and I'm ready to die. See, we didn't read this, but Jonathan didn't know. He didn't hear the command. He didn't hear the curse, but he, he tasted the honey. Saul declared to him, May God punish me and do so severely if you do not die, Jonathan but the people said to saul must jonathan die who accomplished such a great deliverance for israel no as the lord lives not a hair of his head will fall to the ground for he worked with god's help today so the people redeemed jonathan and he did not die then saul gave up the pursuit of the philistines and the philistines returned to their own territory Okay, so Saul, he does, he does several things wrong in this chapter, but, but there are some things that he gets right. He, he's usually an example of what not to do going forward, but in this moment, he's a pretty decent example of what to do when, when you feel like heaven has stopped uh, communicating, when heaven falls silent. And so Saul has a question that he asks God. God, do you want me to do this? Should I, continue, should I pursue the Philistines? But he doesn't get an answer, and there's just silence. He, and so what does he do? He tries to figure out why there's silence. He tries to figure out why there's silence, why he couldn't hear from God. And he, and he just goes after it. Um, Brad Jurzak, in, in his book, Can You Hear Me? Uh, turning to the God Who Speaks in chapter 7, he writes about overcoming blocks. He writes about overcoming uh, obstacles to hearing from God, how to identify them, and how to remove them them. Um, you can read about that more in that book if you want. Can I can I just ask a question before I, I go any further? I'm hearing my beard talking. Am I the only one hearing my beard talking? It, it's irritating me. Is it irritating anybody else? Would you mind if I switch to a different microphone? Is that going to bother anybody here? Thank you, beard. I really, Ooh, it's like Rice Krispies. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to try this one. Okay. Hello. There we go. Still? Is that better? <laughs> okay. All right, oh, focus, Graham. All right, so okay. Before we talk about um, before we talk about what to do in a moment where you feel like you've been hearing from God and and God isn't speaking to you anymore, before we talk about what to do when when heaven feels silent, I want to lay down a few simple premises about when, when heaven goes silent the first premise I want to I want to say is the silence of God is real and, and some people might might be like no 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 uh, God never stops talking you just stop perceiving it and, and it might quote like the heavens declare the glory of God and, and day after day they pour forth speech and I understand that but when we're talking about heaven going silent what I'm talking about is what we're seeing right here with Saul's story where actually truthfully God isn't answering him and that and that does happen it happens several times in the bible with lots of different people for many different reasons i just want to talk, affirm that the silence of god is real and the second thing i want to affirm is that there is a positive reason behind every season of silence there's a positive reason behind every season of silence and you're like wait a minute, what, what if there's what what if what if silence there be is there because of sin or what if silence is there because of, of unbelief or something like that? Well, what I want you to see is that God can always speak to you no matter what you've done. There's, there's nothing that you've done that has meant that God can't speak to you. So when he, when he isn't speaking to you, it's by his choice, not because you've done something that has kept him from being able to do that. There's, there's nothing that you can do that can keep God from speaking to you. So what happens when heaven goes silent is that God has stopped speaking to you for a positive reason. And that reason is connected to something in your heart or in your life or something that somehow affects you. Something that he wants you to see and identify and deal with for your own good and sometimes when we when when heaven's silent we think of it as a as like like a punishment like like god is 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 upset like we maybe we messed up and so god like crosses his arms and turns turns away and is like i'm not going to talk to you until you say you're sorry you know something like that that's not what god's like that's not what he's like and that's that's how we kind of view him he's just he's just he's just kind of turned away until i until i apologize God stops speaking to wake you up to the reality that something isn't right. He stops speaking to give you an opportunity to to humble yourselves and to do some soul searching. To do some soul searching, to to dig out, to to search for what is it that God is seeing in my life that that I'm not aware of, that that I need to, to work with Jesus on. And in His goodness... And in his kindness, he helps you to identify and then remove and deal with the, the stuff going on in our hearts that wouldn't have happened had he not been silent and caused us to, to wonder what's going on. So the, the, the silence of heaven is, is a wonderful thing when it's responded to with humility and with, when it's responded with a, with a holy dissatisfaction. I'm not okay just waiting, maybe God will start speaking again but with an aggressive, holy dissatisfaction that causes us to lean in. Okay, so there's a positive reason. Thirdly, number three, there's always a way to return to hearing from God. There's nothing that you can do or ever do that will, that will mean that you are permanently banned from hearing from, from God again, that, that, he would be, that he wouldn't speak to you. As long as you're willing to, in your life, humble yourself, Humble yourself, do some soul-searching with Jesus to see what he wants you to deal with. Now, if you live kind of apathetic and just like, well, you know, I'm just gonna ignore this, the fact that God's that's, heaven seems silent. If you're just gonna ignore that, that, that's not gonna fix anything. But if you're willing to humbly go for it, uh, you can always return to hearing from God. There's a goodness behind it all, and there's a goodness behind it all, But but in our... In our minds, we, we tend to view, like, there's a problem. We try and convince God uh, to start talking again. We think that's the problem. We're like, okay, the problem is God isn't speaking to me. No, that's not the problem. That's, that's not the problem. That's the, that's the flag. Okay, God isn't speaking, So the question isn't, the, so the question is why? Why is God not speaking? What is going on? When you're starting to think about the whys, why is God not speaking to me? It could be one of so many different things. I'm just going to give you a few of them, a few things that are often the case that God likes to identify in times of silence. The first one is the silence due to overthinking. Silence due to overthinking. And that would be somebody, maybe this is a a starting point for people, Um, and, and they might start with this idea that God just, he just doesn't speak to me. You might start with that lie, and, and uh, there, there's, we, want to make sh- we want to teach you that that is not true, and, and if you have given your life to Jesus, that you can hear from God. And, and so we have training on that here in the, in, the, in, the, in the church here. But let's say that you've gotten to the point where you, you've heard God in the past, but now something's happened, and you, you're not hearing from Him all of a sudden. Well, sometimes we can just be like, well, God's not speaking to me. And I start, then you start overthinking everything and, and it's, and you start doubting when he is speaking or if he is speaking or you start discounting any potential words of, from God and you're just like, you've just made a, 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 a thing in your heart where you've said, God isn't speaking to me. Um, have you ever seen the movie Bruce Almighty? I hope the answer is no. But have you ever seen the movie Bruce Almighty? And again, I affirm the elders, the church, nobody here affirms the theology behind Bruce Almighty. But anyways, so Bruce Almighty, uh, I can't remember really what's going on in this scene, other than there's a sense of, like, Bruce is driving down the road, Jim Carrey, is driving down the road, and he's, he's asking God for a sign. And, and he's going to make this, it's a bad idea. It's whatever he's asking God about, it's a, it's a bad thing. It's like, God, just give me a sign. And right then, this sign truck pulls out in front of him, and the sign truck is full of all these signs that say stop wrong way turn around do not enter and they're all all, like all these signs in the back of this truck and he just he just doesn't get it he doesn't see it he doesn't identify it and you know i kind of wonder how much of the time we just overthink the revelation of god and we're just like oh that 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 couldn't be god a sign truck pulling out in front of me no 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 i want something more clear I want something a little bit more, uh, just anything more, More. I don't know, clear. People might ask God, you know, God, what do you want me to do? And then God speaks to you. God speaks to you and tells you, maybe in a word or a picture, and then you overthink it. And you're like, oh, that that was just a picture. That was just my imagination. And you overthink it and you discount it. So, Maybe you get to one of those points in your life where you you feel like God isn't speaking to you or, in fact, actually God isn't speaking to you and there's a time of silence. One of the things that Jesus might be wanting to identify in your heart is unbelief. Unbelief. That that you're uh, an unwillingness to to receive what God is saying. And so Jesus wants to highlight that to you and so you can repent of that and turn back to him. Um, Sometimes there's silence due to Due to overthinking. Um, secondly, silence due to fear or shame or, or anything like that. You know, I, God wouldn't speak to me because because I'm I'm dirty or I'm, I've been sinning or or I'm not worthy or I, I'm not like that person up there. They, that person hears from God because they're that person. I'm just. Me, I wouldn't, God doesn't speak to me, or, or if he did speak to me, I'm sure he would tell me all kinds of awful things because I, I've messed up and I don't want to even hear from him, and, and because of fear or shame or whatever, uh, you, you just find yourself in a place where you don't feel like heaven is, 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 is speaking. You feel like heaven is silent. And God in his goodness isn't okay with these fears and, and these lies, and he wants to get your attention. And so sometimes God just stops talking. So you start thinking, oh, wait, why is there silence? Why can't I hear from God? And maybe you're at a point in life where you're trying to make a decision about a relationship or about a, a, a job or a, about different things. And you're like, God, would you speak to me about that? And, and there's just silence. And, and Jesus might say say to you, Okay, friend. This this shame that you're feeling This unworthiness that you're feeling I love you And in fact I make Brian get up there every week And tell you that, that I love you and, 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 and I'm trying to let you know That I have made you I've purchased you at a great price I, 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 I think the world of you I created you And I, I've been watching over you all the days of, of your life I cherish you uh, let's confront these lies, these this feelings of unworthiness, these feelings of shame and, and fear, and let's deal with these lies, lies so that we can get back to this good life together. And then we'll start talking about this decision of yours. Thirdly, maybe silence due to sin or pain. Here, Saul. There's a sin issue. Now, it's not a sin for Jonathan to eat honey, but it is after it's been cursed or eating has been cursed on that particular day. So in this case, God goes silent because he wants, he wants the, the curse violation to be identified, the, the sin to be identified. It's not going to be identified if he, just, if he just lets it go. The nation's is just going to keep on charging ahead. But it's the silence of God that flags up there's something to search for, and, and they do. There's something to be confessed. There's something to be identified and called out before heaven starts talking again. And again, this isn't a punishment. This is a good work of God. This is a good work that helps you keep in step with God so you can follow him well, having rejected uh, the sin and turned back to, to God's ways. Um, I, I was praying this through yesterday, uh, last night. I, I hope that you know that I pray through these messages and I work on them in my own heart uh, first. It's probably a good thing if you... If you're ever a, or a pastor someday, do that. Anyway, so I was praying this through last night, and, and I was like, hey, God, is there anything you want to identify in me? Anything that you want to just highlight before you stop talking? You know, I'm, I just, I'm here, I'm listening. Is there something? And, and he's like, um, I feel like God said, yeah, Brian, you, you owe me some money. You owe me some money. What, what do you mean? I, I, I feel like I'm relatively on top of that. Well, um, you, you'd received some money recently, and and you haven't given me the part that you you give me, and. Uh, the percentage that you give me and i'm like, well, yeah, but i'm i mean i'm planning on it I it, I, I I just haven't gotten there yet. It's 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 on the way it, I just haven't I haven't gotten to it. You know, brian It's been a few weeks, you know, it's it maybe it may be it's been a month or, or a little bit over a month You just haven't been getting to it. You've been dragging your feet Click <sighs> Okay, there you go. There, there you go uh, and sending it through um in malachi God talks about like Offerings, uh, withholding offerings, robbing God. God's dialed into that one. And, And sometimes the sin isn't, I'm never going to give an offering. Sometimes the sin is like, you're dragging your feet. And you haven't quite gotten there yet. It's not like I'm walking in active disobedience. I'm planning on doing that, but I was taking my own sweet time. And sometimes that's enough just to be like, hmm, let me just wait for you to get there. Uh, fourthly, silence due to rejecting God's revelation. Now, maybe God has spoken to you something, and you've hated it. You you don't like it. God often speaks things that we we would prefer not. Uh, not to hear and and maybe like Jonah in the Bible you you hear what God has said to you and you're like no no and 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 like Jonah you just have run in the opposite way from either what God's asked you to do or, or what God's wanted of you and you've just run away and then you find yourself like Jonah he was sinking into the depths and darkness of the sea and the seaweed is wrapping around his head and he's just sinking into the sea And maybe that's kind of how you feel right now. Like you've just, you're in a dark place and you just feel far away from God and like you're sinking and and you're sinking and you're sinking. Well, Jonah is is swallowed by a great fish and in that fish, he cries out to God in in prayer And, and he repents. Of rejecting and running away from that word of God and when I say that that was a bad word for Jonah we are talking about him going to evangelize the people that have been attacking his hometown we're talking about him evangelizing the people that are that hated enemy we're talking about the people that are going to destroy his hometown in a few years and and, and carry them all off and, and and kill most of them like so this is this is not nothing And and maybe you're in one of those places where you feel like, I don't want that, God. I don't want that, what you're you're saying to me. And Jesus says to you, stop fighting me. Stop fighting me. I told you what I want you to know. I told you what I want you to do. So stop rejecting it and start acting on it. And when when we hear those hard words, and and we're gonna hear them, I've heard hard words, and, and I'm sure you will too from time to time, Our response needs to be Jesus, I am your servant. I am your servant. Your will be done in my life and through my life. Even if it's not my preference, but my preference, I submit to your preference. Okay, so sometimes, uh, sometimes silence due to rejecting the revelation of God. Number five, silence due to a scattered mind. Sometimes your, your mind is, is too busy and too distracted, and so you ask God a question, and like 30 seconds later, you're scrolling on your phone. God, please help me with this. Gr- oh, there's a sale. Huh, Interesting. Well wow, that is pretty amazing. Uh, whoa, those shoes are that price. That's incredible. Uh, you're just like, whoa. Did you see that that burned down? Huh? Did, did you hear anything about Brexit? I don't even know. I, you're you're like going through. Like God, I, I want to hear from you, but. Oh, fascinating! Or man, that what was that Netflix show again? And just it, it's like you're just not even you're just going for it. Like God, I am desperate to hear from you. Tell me that that person should I? Oh, West End is Instagrammed. I better check that out. You know, and, and it's that sort of distraction scattered. By my, it's true, you did Instagram. It says that on my on my phone right there. And so did you personally. Congrat. Thank you for Instagramming. Is it very interesting? Okay, oh not right now Not right now, okay sometime before I started talking Sure <laughs> i just kidding, just kidding. Uh, And so you get, you get distracted You get distracted easily And, and I, my guess is if, if that's you And you have a propensity to not being able to be quiet And slow down And, and listen to God Jesus is going to say hey hey. I've talked a lot about abide In the New Testament I've talked a lot about Sabbath Sabbath isn't about mowing your lawn. It's about spending time with me. Sabbath isn't about filling your day with something besides your employment. It's about me time. So turn off the Netflix for a bit. Let's spend time together or maybe you're, you're, you're too occupied in your occupation and, and so that you can't, you can't just turn off your mind and you start, God, God, I've got a question here. Oh, I can't forget that at work. Oh, I gotta send that email. Oh, I've gotta do this. And if you're, if you're like that where you're just feeling like, I've got so many things on my mind, I, my mind just can't slow down, you need to learn the practice of just slowing down so that you can hear from God. Silence due to a scattered mind, silence due to demonic interference, uh, you see this in the book of Daniel uh, very clearly. Uh, we live in a in a war zone, a spiritual war zone, and we see a 21 delay in in the message in in God's word coming to Daniel, who is praying and fasting, waiting for it. I think one of the messages we hear in Daniel is we just keep seeking, we keep fasting, we keep we keep waiting on God, we keep seeking though uh, His word. But sometimes there's silence due to demonic uh, interference; it's very real. Sometimes there's silence due to divine wisdom. Um, also seen in, in Daniel and and in Revelation things, where God just knows it's better if we just don't know. It's better if we don't know. In fact, I think a lot of times God doesn't tell us that thing of, that we want to know about tomorrow because if we knew about that thing about tomorrow, we'd make bad decisions about today. Because we would we would say we would say oh, in light of that, I'm just going to maybe compromise here or I'm going to shortcut here because that's tomorrow. There's there's so many different re- reasons in God's wisdom that He just keeps. Keeps things hidden from time to time. Silence due to divine wisdom. Silence due to a faith test. We see this with Hezekiah, where heaven basically was silent to see what was on Hezekiah's heart. Often God speaks, and he says something to you, and you know, and then, and then he kind of stops talking. My preference is for God to say something to me, and about, okay, this is, Brian, this is coming up, this is coming up, and then the next day, okay, Brian? It's still coming up, okay. And the next day, Brian, it's still coming up, and I want to hear about it every day until it happens. But sometimes, when you when we hear, we just have to move forward in faith. Like when I when I felt like God was calling us to Scotland, the the couple days leading up to us moving here, I was feeling a little edgy, meaning I was nauseous all the time and, and feeling like this is a massive little, a massive move across the sea. And so I, I'm worried about that. And, and, and I was like, God, you know, would you just confirm? And, and the thing was, it wasn't a time for him to confirm. He'd made it so clear. It was a time for me to just act on it, to do what he had made clear. And, and to go for it. And, and maybe sometimes, maybe some of you are in silence, in a moment of silence, we are like, God, are you sure? And your prayers are, are you sure this is what you, are you sure? And he's like, I've told you, I've told you, now just do it, now just do it. And he's waiting for you to stop dragging your feet and to, to go for it. There's a lot of reasons why heaven might be silent. Usually we don't know why at first. And so when heaven is silent and you feel like God isn't speaking, Here's what you do, sort of like Saul. The first thing you do is you ask God to show you why heaven is silent. Why is heaven silent? Ask God to name it. Ask God to name it. Well, it's, there's some lies that you believe, Brian. It, 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 there's a person that you need to forgive. There, there is uh, somebody you need to seek their forgiveness Because you have, you've wronged them And so you need to seek their forgiveness There is a sin going on that you need to repent of And, and, and uh, find healing in or, or whatever the case may be There's a change that you need to make There's, there's an obedience thing that you need to act on you know? there's, Anyways, why is heaven silent? We talked through lots of different reasons Secondly, ask God to show you where the block came from. Where did this begin? When it came to Jonathan and Saul, it began with uh, Jonathan tasting the honey. That's that's where it began. What happened, God? What happened where this block came into place? When did it begin? Why did it begin? Thirdly, ask God how it can be removed. And, And maybe God will just say, well, thank you for asking. Just ask me to remove it, and I'll remove it, and I'll take, care, I'll take care of it. I just want you to see it, acknowledge it, and now I'll take it away. He might say, first, I want you to do this thing. First, I want you to apologize to that first person. First, I want you to, to, um, to cancel or to break off that ungodly value you made to, to not forgive or to be bitter. He might have some things to do, but you ask God, how can it be removed? And then fourthly, you do it. Do what God has asked you to do. Now, Saul, Saul here in the story, he isn't able to hear from God, and, and he asked God to reveal where the block came from. It came from Jonathan. And ultimately uh, he, he declares, well, then Jonathan must die. Now, Jonathan is his son. His firstborn son, the heir to the throne, he is, he, is the, he is this mighty God. He started this great route on that very day. And, and yet in his zeal for getting things right with God, he's willing to kill his own, own son, and yet the people stopped him. But I think the mindset of Saul is brilliant here. Just that aggressiveness. Do you have that kind of aggressiveness to make sure that your life is right with God? Got anything, even the things I love most, I will give, I will let go of. He's willing to do whatever it takes to, so that he can hear from God again, determined to make things right. If you're struggling, if, if you try these processes uh, and you ask yourself these four questions and you find yourself struggling, like, I, I'm just not getting anywhere, I don't know, I, I can't figure out what, what's wrong and, and what's going on, then I would encourage you to find someone that, that hears from God well, one or two people, and sit down with them and pray through these same questions with them, and maybe they can help you. If if you're stuck, we've got people here at the church. You can set up a, a prayer ministry appointment in the middle of the week with some people, and you can come in and and we, you can just do some listening together and seeking God. And why is there a block going on in your life? We want to be a people who make a difference learning to follow God well. And we're going we're gonna to need to learn. We're going to need to learn how to become proficient at humbling ourselves to work with Jesus to remove any blocks that might come up, which would, which would mean heaven is, is silent for, to us for, for a season of time. Now, for me... Uh, one of those ways to keep those doors open open So that we can keep hearing from God um, and, and I know for many of you it's the same way One, we want to live uh, courageous, obedient lives We want to live courageous, obedient lives To the call of holiness and to the leadings of the Spirit That's, that's, that's a major way to keep the doors open Secondly, we have our daily Jesus time and I just spend that time, I, I, you set the time and you learn how to fill it. And you set that time and you, you, sp- you, you ask Jesus, hey, how are we doing today? Thirdly, you've got this weekly Sabbath time. This, this day of, of spending with God and, and, and seeking Him. Now, I find, I find that I, I still need a, a bit more. I, I still need a bit more. And so um, I know here at a church, we do a, a week fast, a, a no-food fast every, every January um, for five days. And, and that's a part of a lot of your rhythms. I do that a couple different times a year, three different times a year. Humbling ourselves before God. To to seek him maybe for direction, to seek him for help, uh, but also to make sure that there's no blocks going on. Jesus, is there something you want to speak to us about? When we humble ourselves, when we humble ourselves before God and we we set our hearts to, to keeping our souls connected to God, then he will lead us out of the seasons of silence. When we humble ourselves... And we seek what's going on. He will lead us out of the seasons of silence and into the seasons of close connection and revelation. That's what he wants. He wants close connection to you. And it's what we want, that close connection and, and revelation. But it, it takes, a, it takes a, a lifelong humility and a, and a lifelong value of I want to keep hearing from God and I'm not okay when heaven come, becomes silent. Uh, and when it does, I'm going to try and figure out what's going on, and I'm going to talk to Jesus about that. I've got three challenges first today. Uh, challenge number one, um, if, you're, if you're feeling like heaven is silent, set aside a good amount of time to pray, and basically to pray, Jesus, show me why heaven is silent. And maybe, maybe you've just not heard from, you feel like God has never spoken to you before, um, Okay, you can start with this question yourself. Jesus, why do I feel like heaven is silent? Secondly, commit yourself to acting on whatever Jesus reveals. Um, Thirdly, you can consider reading Brad Jerzyk's book, Can You Hear Me? uh, Tuning into The God Who Speaks. Uh, Chapter seven is a lot about these, these roadblocks. I, I want us to be a people who follow God well, who, who learn how to hear his voice, who learn how to walk in his ways, who are courageously obedient. But it, 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 takes, it takes a, a determination to, to keep going through every challenge, every temptation, and every season of silence, to keep coming back to God with humility. Keep going, keep going, keep going. I think that's why Saul is gonna be a great model for us in the weeks ahead, because he messes up a lot and yet he keeps getting back up, and he keeps going. All right, we're gonna we're gonna spend a time of, of worship again. I'm gonna invite the worship team to come forward. Uh, there's gonna be communion during the worship set on the on the left over anytime in the next couple songs, two songs or so. You.